Hello and welcome to a special episode of Guess That Record. I am your host, Jackson Reed. This episode will be a little different than what we usually do, but it's still super exciting what we're going to be talking about today. In collaboration with Rocket 88 Books, I'll be going over the brand new book, Stuart Copeland's Police Diaries, which is available on October 26th. The book is a collection of Stuart's diaries that he kept from 1976 to 1978, which provides great detail about the formation of the police, perhaps making it the most important resource if you want to learn about the early history of the band. Now, what exactly is the story with this book? It's the story of hardworking musicians who were hungry to craft a unique sound, a historical document that both captures the explosion of punk music onto the British scene in the late 70s, as well as the formation of one of the most successful bands in music history. Now, I always like to be inclusive for anyone tuning in, so let me give a quick rundown about The Police for those who may be unfamiliar with the band. The Police were a British rock band that formed in 1977. The lineup for the majority of their history consisted of Sting on bass and lead vocals, Andy Summers on guitar, and Stuart Copeland on drums. The band's style can best be described as a fusion of rock and reggae, with hits such as Every Breath You Take, Roxanne, and Message in a Bottle, the group reached staggering heights, with many considering them to be the biggest band in the world at their peak. After the release of their final and best-selling album, Synchronicity, in 1983, infighting amongst the group caused them to break up, as the three members went on to pursue their own projects. They reunited for a successful comeback tour in 2007, which was the highest-grossing concert tour of that year and the band's music continues to have a lasting impact to this very day. The Police have sold over 75 million records worldwide, making them one of the best-selling bands of all time. Obviously, The Police Diaries is told from the point of view of the band's incredible drummer, Stuart Copeland. As the son of a top CIA officer, Stuart grew up moving around the Middle East, but when he was a teenager, the family finally settled in London. His older brother, Miles, got into the music business as a manager, representing successful prog rock bands like Wishbone Ash. Another band that Miles also looked after was a group called Curved Air. Stewart originally started as a road manager for Curved Air, but after some lineup changes, he became the band's drummer in 1975. It was in Curved Air that Stewart had a fateful meeting with Sting who was in a northern-based jazz fusion band at the time called Last Exit. By the end of 1976, Stewart could tell that prog rock was dying, and that punk was the next big thing. As Curved Air broke up, Stewart wanted to get on the punk train early. He found Sting's phone number and convinced him to move to London to join his new band, The Police. Stuart said when describing the story of the book, the, the fun part is the starving part. When we didn't even have any songs to play, we didn't have Roxanne, we didn't have Message in a Bottle, we just had these crap punk songs, and yet the bond that we shared was kind of a beautiful thing. It's fascinating to read these diaries and see the rise of the band. Echoing Stuart's point about the starving part, 
The band had to take on many side gigs before they eventually created momentum for themselves. They would serve as the backup band for other singers, fill in as session musicians, or in Stewart's case, write gear reviews for drum magazines. They had to claw and fight for every opportunity, and after getting a deal with A&M Records in 1978, their first single, which happened to be Roxanne, didn't even chart, forcing the band to keep working incredibly hard until they finally started to see some success. One of the most interesting things to learn from reading the book, which many people may not even know about, was that Andy Summers wasn't an original member of the band. Henry Padovane, a Frenchman, was the band's first guitar player. The book also details the clear evolution of the band's sound. With Henry being a more straightforward guitar player, the band played thrashy punk music. But when they eventually switched over to Andy, his complex playing sparked Sting to begin writing the songs that would come to define them. It's truly amazing to think these diaries were hiding in a drawer in Stewart's Sacred Grove studio, just waiting to be discovered. In here, in the inner fastness in the bowels of the Sacred Grove, I have this drawer. And in this drawer are all the diaries of all the years gone by. And in this little box are the really old diaries. So let's see here. We have 75, 76. Aha, I know what happened in 76, 77, 78. Okay, I know what happened in those years. I think it's quite rare for a noteworthy band like the police to have their early history completely documented like this. It's a great thing that Stuart was keeping track of everything, as we can now look back and see the whole story of how the police came to be. If you're wondering why the book more or less ends in 1978, it's because Stuart stopped keeping a diary towards the end of that year. The band made it to America, and it became too busy for Stuart to keep up with daily diary entries. However, if you're interested to see the continuation of the story, you can check out Stewart's documentary, Everyone Stares, The Police Inside Out, as Stewart switched from pen and paper to a film camera to document the band's journey. The book itself is a fantastic package of extremely high quality. As a hardcover coffee table book, it will definitely be enjoyed if you're someone who doesn't like reading walls of text, as the diary entries are often short and easy to digest, with lots of interesting photos to break things up. Each diary entry has been transcribed from the original sources for easier reading, with Stewart's present-day commentary included for noteworthy entries in order to better explain the significance of those important events. Also included is a who's who section, where all the people who are mentioned throughout the book are listed, as there are many friends, bandmates, journalists, managers, promoters, and A&R people who constantly pass through in and out of Stewart's musings. It was beyond helpful to have a list of who everyone was. Besides the standard edition of the book, there's also a limited signature edition, which is still available for purchase. This copy of the book is signed by Stewart, contains a poster, and includes a CD of unreleased demos recorded by Stewart during this period. All in all, Rocket 88 has completely outdone themselves with this whole offering. While this book will definitely be a great pickup for police fans, I think it equally serves as a resource for fans of punk, as Stewart was able to document the birth of the punk movement. 
We hear his tales of seeing bands like the Sex Pistols and Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers, but as the police began to play shows themselves, we see them share the bill with other influential bands of that era, like The Clash, The Jam, and The Damned. Punk was a big shakeup on the whole music industry at the time, so it's very cool to see how the movement began from Stewart's point of view. And naturally, since a lot of the book is also just Stewart living his day-to-day life, it provides great insight into what life was like in London during the late 1970s. Overall, I can't recommend this book enough. Stewart and Rocket 88 have delivered an incredible package that tells the origin story of one of the greatest bands ever, as it actually happened. If you're a fan of the police, heck, if you're a fan of music, you should buy this book. Now this is the important part. If you'd like to get the book, you can order it from rocket88books.com or policediariesbook.com. Those are the only two places where you can buy the book. It won't be available on Amazon, and it won't be available in the bookstores. So if you plan on getting the book, make sure to visit rocket88books.com or policediariesbook.com. And once again, it's available on October 26th. Lastly, I have to thank Rocket 88 Books for providing me with an early copy of the book for this episode. And thanks to you, the listeners, for tuning in. I always mention it, but the more you listen, the more we get to do cool collaborations like this. So I greatly appreciate the support. Make sure to leave a five-star review wherever you listen and tell your friends to check us out. We're also on Instagram at Guess That Record. With all that being said, we'll see you on the next episode of Guess That Record. <laughs>